Cademan's call frontman Derek Webb shows up to a Christian music awards show, the Dove Awards, dressed in drag, while Four King and Country teams up with Jordan Sparks, who marched in the Women's March and sang at LGBTQ rallies. As many in the CCM, or Christian contemporary music scene, seem to accept and even support these types of lifestyles. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to The Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the CCM, the Christian contemporary music scene, as well as Derek Webb, who has left Christianity and deconstructed but still is making Christian music. And to talk about this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad, uh, so-called, right? So-called Christian music. Because, uh, uh, and what's it, the, the, the Christian contemporary, you know, contemporary Christian music industry is being overrun right now by a lot of people that are actually come out of the closet. Uh, and there's far more. In fact, one of the interviews we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, the lead singer, Hasseltine for Jars of Clay, is being interviewed by a homosexual named Semler, who her music, a lesbian, has been at the top of the charts, uh, stating, you know, she talks about, are there more people out there like you that have come out? And he talks about how many of these people haven't come out. In 2014, Jars of Clay faced backlash after Dan sent out a handful of tweets questioning why people were so adamantly opposed to gay marriage. I'm Dan Hasseltine, and I am the singer for the band Jars of Clay. Are there other artists that are sort of where you are, but won't say anything publicly? A lot of artists that are still in the spotlight, they believe that way, but they're really not allowed to say it. At some point, the value of an artist comes from telling the truth. Now, we have a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing all about us, and we need to be aware of what's going on. Now, it is really heartbreaking when you really look into this and see what's going on in the whole CCM scene, because obviously we've warmed a ton about, you know, Bethel music, Hillsong, you know, even the likes of Stephen Furtick and what's going on there. And then sadly, you got that going on with North Point worship as well with Andy Stanley when he comes out and you know, let them play their Led Zeppelin because they got to get it out of their system every yeah, once in a while. So why did we do that? Here's why we did that. Because we have to let the band get things out of their system every once in a while just so they'll play the songs we need them to play. But you look at who is leading them in terms of their pastoral ministry that's over them, and you kind of go, oh, this is what's going on. And I think a lot of people maybe have been getting, I, I think, a little more understanding of just how bad it is. One, you have this whole thing going on, and we'll get deeper into that in terms of the deconstructing of these of these artists that, oh, yeah, I'm not a Christian anymore, and here's why, and, and you find out. And we'll talk about why we think that's actually happening, and I think that some people are just, this is a miss, and they're, they're not understanding why this is actually taking place. But Joe, Derek Webb of Cademan's Call, and I thought it was formally, but Apparently he's back with Cademan's call to some degree. He still does stuff with him off and on. Yeah, and he even, I think he said something along the lines of, it's kind of like Hotel California, you know, you can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave. That's it's what he said. about hell, actually. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and so, yeah, it was interesting that somebody who's, you know, deeply embedded in apostasy has, uh, would, would, would quote a song like that in regards to him being in a Christian band. 
But Joe, Derek Webb posted, and I want to, I want to, I want you guys to see this because we've already mentioned Semler, and and we want to talk about that as well. But Derek Webb posted a picture, and in the picture, he is with not only Semler, as you mentioned, but he is also there with somebody who goes by Flaming Grant, and all he posted was 54th Annual Dove Awards. Here we come, and he's dressed in a woman's dress. Now, Joe, as you already mentioned, Semler uh, was an artist that is a outspoken lesbian, was at the top of the Christian charts, but don't think that's too much. Eminem got the tar- got at the top of the Christian charts as well. Somebody who literally said he sold his soul, he can't get it back. Someone who yeah. talks about the demon that's inside him is called Rain Man. Someone, I mean, just over and over again, right? We could we could get all down that that whole road, but we want to deal specifically with the so-called Christians, right? And Semler at the top of Christian chart, and you mentioned this already, but she was interviewed or interviewing with the the guy from Jars of Clay. Yeah, she was uh, with uh, Dan Hasseltine. They were considered one of the most successful bands of their time, right? And uh, he started promoting a bunch of pro, uh, you know, gay marriage tweets and so forth. And then he responded when people were saying, hey, I thought you were claiming to be a Christian, you know? And he said, quote, I don't particularly care about uh, Scripture's stance on what's wrong. Uh, Well, yeah, Romans 1 condemns as destructive, even promoting disease in your bodies and then bringing forth death, uh, un- what's called unnatural, men with men, women with women. And, and Chad, as you know, First Timothy 1, Paul says you know, homosexuality is uh, one of the things that God has written his law against. First Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, homosexuals and the effeminate, which are those that dress like women and seek to be like women. Uh, in fact, the scripture tells Deuteronomy that a man is not to put on that which pertains to a woman. And a woman's not to put on that which pertains to a man. Uh, you have so many scriptures. Like we could we could take this whole uh, episode and just go through the scriptures. But he's basically just, you know, saying, and I'll quote him again, I don't particularly care about scripture's stance on what's wrong, what, what is wrong. He goes on to say, I care more about how it says uh, we should treat people. So it's the whole, uh, you know, the, the, the love and experience deal, as though it's an either-or proposition. What if it's both? What if God cares about how we treat people so we're supposed to speak the truth and love to them, uh, but we're supposed to treat them with such love that we warn them about destructive lifestyles that will lead them down that broad road to hell. It's actually both. So I think it's important that we get that. But it was in that interview, and I think it's shocking, uh, Chad, that uh, Semler talks about, are there more out there like you? Because he was an early promoter of it. And of course he says, oh, yeah, they're just uh, not speaking up yet. Well, you know, what's funny, Joe, is I remember, and we actually did a show on this um, when it happened back in 2021, because Semler made a video and John Foreman from Switchfoot actually said this in response to them. I saw your story, wanted to respond and tell you, yes, I support your rights and freedoms. I want you to feel loved and supported. I want you to feel treasured, valued, seen. I want all love and joy and beauty and truth for you. Love and embrace have always been central to our story and our song. We need our differences. And in a response, similar to frontman John Foreman of Switchfoot said, I am interpreting what you said as being affirming. Um, If I'm incorrect in that, then I really hope you would clarify, because I think for many queer people of faith, the, the bait and switch of like hearing such encouraging words like yours and then finding out that it means something else 
it can be heartbreaking. But I don't think I don't think that's you. Now, Joe, that is has, you know, it's one of those things, as you already said in that interview. Hey, there's other people kind of in the closet here. And she's actually even pointing to that. And by the way, that's not love to, to sit there and not give yeah. a, a legitimate answer. To a, a situation like that, could you imagine in any other counseling situation that you might be in, like if somebody's addicted to pornography and you want to Dennis Prager them and tell them it's okay or whatever, and you want to try to not give a actual biblical answer where Jesus said, cut I mean, off your hand, pluck out your eyeball. You know, adultery against his wife or, you know, any of those things, you know, a man's beating his kids, you know, molesting his children. Oh, I'm going to try to be politically correct here, you know? Yeah, we want to support and embrace. Yeah. This is the, the sad thing, and it, it is simply bending the knee and bowing down to the culture and just saying, you know what, we're just going to accept whatever the culture says because we don't want to offend anybody. You cannot do that. And all of this acceptance, of course people are going to start turning away from the faith. I watched testimony after testimony of these, of these you know, deconstructionists and whether— it's the guys from Rhett and Link and, oh, well, you hire a producer and all you do is live in Hollywood and, and everyone around you that is homosexual. And then all of a sudden the scriptures start looking a little, a little different. Or you send your kids off to college and everyone around them is liberal. You send them off and we just look at 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and go, oh, well, Paul was probably wrong when he said, yeah. don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Even the world tells you over and over again, show me your friends, I will show you your future. Over and over again, we see this, and this is all they hang around. Yeah. They just do it, and they're totally fine being around non-believers 24 hours a day. They have no edifice for actually understanding the Word of God. And of course, we, we all are so surprised that they're not following Christ. And now they went from just turning into supporting homosexuality to Derek Webb is now a professed atheist, by the way. And that's yeah. exactly what deconstruction leads and, and to every and, single and time. We're, we're going to definitely... Uh dissect that a little bit because there's some interesting connections but it's interesting because we have to keep in mind that there's countless tens of thousands millions of kids involved in contemporary christian music and thankfully a lot of their parents are trying to steer them away from uh the lies of the world but sadly sometimes uh you know parents are not you know they get busy and everything else and they don't always pay attention to lyrics or lifestyles and you know we have a a uh, short that uh tommy made some time ago when he first came on board with us of us talking about the biblical critique of as to what does the Bible say about you know music, and one of the things we talk about in that short is you, you know we should, you should look at the lifestyle of of the singers as well as the test the lyrics and so forth. But it's interesting when you think about it, you have tens of thousands, millions of young people following many of these bands and the promotion of I mean think of you know Jars of Clay again, Jars of Clay their drummer uh, he dresses up like a nun. And he did music uh, with a band, which was a cover band for Guns N' Roses, called, it's a blasphemous, of course, you know, cover band called Nuns and Moses. And the men dressed up like nuns. And he dressed up like a nun and, you know, he's a drummer and so forth. So you have this crossover, not just to secular music even, but to the perversion that's promoted in the blasphemy and everything else. And of course, Catholicism is a, is a twisted caricature of Christianity. But a lot of times the enemy likes to use that twisted character and then twist it even further. So we're seeing a lot of young people that are, these become their heroes. These, you know, they, these become oftentimes their idols uh, because they're more real to them than Jesus. And then all of a sudden they start deconstructing in, in view of these young people. And then the young people begin to deconstruct. And then parents are wondering, what happened to your faith? It's become shipwrecked. Yeah, I know. And, and I know, Joe, we, we were not even planning on talking about Semler that long because the other person that I think a lot of people were like, whoa, what is going on here was the fact that he was pictured with flamey 
Grant. And just to give a little short bio here, Flamey Grant, according to an interview. Yeah, Flamey, by the way, hopefully you guys all understand Flamey from Flaming, you know. Yeah, Flaming Homosexual. Yeah. And Flamey Grant, quote, I'm a singing songwriting drag queen named after arguably the most successful Christian artist of all time. In my house growing up, we were only allowed to listen to Christian and gospel music. So as a closeted queer kid, Amy Grant was my version of an inspirational diva. Now, Joe, Derek Webb has actually had her featured on a song called Boys Will Be Girls. And this song was on Derek Webb's first Christian and gospel album in 10 years. Flaming Grant, Joe, what on earth is going on? Yeah, Flamey Grant uh, is a man posing as a woman, claiming to be, you know, trans. In fact, uh, Flamey Grant has a song called Fortune Teller. And just listen to some of the lyrics. I'm a medium, I'm a fortune teller. I know every word you're gonna say. Uh, promoting the occult, not only promoting, you know, homosexuality. Uh, in fact, Revel uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 says homosexuals and the effeminate will not inherit God's kingdom. And the song goes on to say, I can show you how it all turns out. I can save you. I can show you how this all turns out. I can save you with the data in my computer. We could flourish in the flood and avoid the drought. So Flamey becomes the savior. Uh, uh, I'm a prophetess singing my story, uh, dressed up, evervescent. Uh, we're all still waiting for a literal God, right? Mocking the one true God. I'm a prophetess, singing my story, a dressed up, effervescent, ethical fraud. But this world ain't ready for an allegory, no. We're still waiting on a literal God. So it's interesting, Flamey says, I'm the first drag queen to have a worship song on the iTunes Christian charts. And it's interesting because Baptist News Chat says this, Flamey Grant's single Good Day, uh, which was done with, by the way, uh, Derek Webb as well, uh, and album Bible Belt Baby, uh, soaring to the top of the CCM or Contemporary Christian Music Charts. This isn't the first time an openly queer artist has been in the top spot of the Christian charts. And this Baptist News article is actually favorable for my reading of it, of Flamey Grant. The scriptures talk about, too, in Isaiah chapter 47, about those who, uh, God says sarcastically through the prophet Isaiah, you know, rely on your soothsayers, your astrologers. They can't even save themselves from the fly, from the fire. How are they going to save you? And this is, you know, uh, this Flamey, she has a uh, song. I mean, the song's called Fortune Teller. And uh, I'm sure if they haven't played it, they'll play uh, part of that song for you. Wow, Joe. I mean, this is, the, this is just some disgusting stuff. And we do want to get into Derek Webb. But one of the things that we noticed as well, when it comes to the Dove Awards, Joe, was this acceptance seems to actually be happening more than people are noticing. In fact, for King and Country is one of the biggest Christian bands out there right now, and they teamed up at these Dove Awards for a performance with Jordan Sparks. If you guys didn't know, Jordan Sparks of American Idol fame, she also performed at Miami Gay Pride in 2016. And not only that, she took her daughter out to the Women's March, which, by the way, which was basically a march for what? Abortion. That's what that march was for. And, Joe, what is crazy 
is that she promoted a book on Instagram called The Law of One, One, which supposedly is channeled. And guess who was talking to the people they were channeling to write this book? None other than the false god, Ra. The Law of One is a series of channeled messages received by a group of people in the 1980s. The messages are claimed to come from a higher intelligence that is part of the unity of all things. The Law of One presents a unified view of the universe and offers guidance on how to develop our consciousness. The channeled entity that speaks through the messages is named Ra. Ra described itself as a sixth density social memory complex that has evolved beyond the need for physical bodies. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, par for the course. It's a new age book, or course putting, uh, pushing, uh, you know, the whole idea about, you know, where everything is one and, and the idea of uh, oneness. And the whole idea of manifesting comes out of this, that there's no real good and evil and so forth. And, and Chad did a really awesome video. You guys got to check it out if you haven't checked it out on ma the manifestation of evil. It's just a few weeks back and it's something that you need to see and you need to get other people to see because so many artists, so many uh, people in the limelight today are just practicing witchcraft and you need to check that video out. Uh, but it's interesting, Chad, because Ra, R-A, you know, is the name of the head of the Egyptian gods and the and, and, you know, just like Zeus was the head of the Greek gods, these are really representations of Satan. And they're talking about basically channeling Satan. In fact, Horus, who Crowley channeled uh, the hawk-headed god, who he said pecks out the eyes of Jesus as he Jesus hangs upon the cross, was some, is sometimes a counterpart and sometimes fused into one amalga uh, amalgamation uh, with Ra. So it's just interesting that you have Jordan Sparks here. And it's interesting as well when we talk about these are, you know, many prominent, some of these even award-winning Top of the chart artists we're talking about. We're not talking about fringe artists, Chad. And that's what's heartbreaking about this is Derek Webb went to the Dove Awards and he talks about how he's been to the Dove Awards before. And I'll give I'll give a quote here. He says this is interesting. He says that he's, you know, been there before, but he was wearing a woman's dress and pearls and black stockings and so forth. Just heartbreaking, just such a wicked example for so many young people that could be drawn into this and then destroyed forever. He says that with the caption, you, we read, despite having won a few uh, over the past 20 years, that's a few Dove Awards, he says, tonight will be my first ever trip to the Dove Awards in the company of some very good friends. He's talking about Flamey Grant, of course, and Samler and so forth. I hardly ever dress up, but this feels like a very special occasion. So they're coming to bring, uh, now he's like a professing atheist, guys, okay? These are the wolves that come in sheep's clothing. Oftentimes they'll claim to be Christians still. Sometimes they'll let you know that they're atheists. But I think it's just uh, interesting that the Bible says, last days, terrible times will come. There will be lovers of self. They'll be haters of the good. So they'll hate true Christianity. They'll hate the God of the Bible. And it says they'll, they'll be uh, disobedient. It says they'll be without natural affection. If you've watched our show or listened to my messages and our, our teachings through the years, you know that Greek word for natural affection there is astorge, which means they'll be without family love. And this is all about destroying the family that God created and the husband and wife relationship that God created in the image to promote uh, the true gospel of Jesus Christ and what Jesus did for the church. Amen, Joe. And I, I think one of the things that, that we wanted to bring out as well is that doctrine is so important. I mean, it really is. Understanding the, what the scriptures teach is so important. And I, and I think even before we just get into Derek Webb, we did an entire show. In fact, it was one of the first shows we ever did in this office when we first moved over to here uh, out of just the audio and it was on John Steingart, who was in the band Hawk Nelson and was frontman for a little bit after the singer had left, or the original singer had left. And when he went over all the reasons he didn't believe, 
I mean, I, we were just being honest. The, the truth was, is these are like elementary level questions. They were the questions that were brought up in most youth group meetings that most people would go to. I mean, and or just on a Sunday church and all these questions that he had, you have, it's a big deal that these men and some young ladies are leading people in worship yeah. with some sort of authority and teaching one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in their heart to the Lord. And yet they do not have any doctrinal acumen. They don't know the scriptures whatsoever. And a lot of people are looking to them as their authority and it's really dangerous. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, a very very important point, and why and sometimes you can't know about the artist, but you can know by looking at their doctrine. Are they biblically aligned with Scripture? What's their emphasis? Do they really teach the Jesus of Scripture? Do they teach the true love of God and so forth. And um, in regard to you know Webb, you know uh, he admits that he was steeped in in sexual perversion or pornography for twenty plus years. Uh, he was cheating on his wife, you know, and then they he divorced. They got divorced and so forth. Then he came out of the closet. And it's like, well, who were you really? He wrote a song, you know, or he had a song called, uh, you know, Crooked Deep Down. And in the song, he sings about being deep down, being a crooked person. So you wonder if, you know, was he always this wolf in sheep's clothing kind of situation? And, and you also look at his belief system because if you're taught that Jesus, you know, if you're taught that kind of a, a view of God that's skewed, it could lead you away from... Uh, a true understanding of God and who he is and how the Bible says that God is love, right? And that he hates evil as well, but that he's love and that he doesn't will that any would perish. But uh, Caveman's Call and the, 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 the musicians in Caveman's Call had fallen into Calvinism and were believing that God wanted to damn, you know, basically most people doesn't truly want to save them or he would and that he's decreed most people for damnation and not just uh, Webb himself, but Different members of that band have struggled with whether or not they were chosen or not, whether God really loved them, whether Jesus really died for them. And you can understand if you have a view of God like that, that that he's like a monster where he wants to torture most people for all eternity for not turning to him when it was impossible for them to actually turn to him because he didn't have irresistible grace upon them. And I just read some of those lyrics, Chad. Cayman's call song, Prove Me Wrong. And this wasn't even written by Webb. I'll look at a song briefly that was written by Webb, but uh, Prove Me Wrong. This is a song. It's a cry to God. Prove me wrong about my Calvinism, basically, you know? And the lyrics state, sometimes I fear maybe I'm not chosen. You've hardened my heart like Pharaoh. Uh, that would explain my life. Uh, why life is so hard for me. But the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 3, and also when you go back and you see what happened to Pharaoh, you'll see that he hardened his own heart too. But God brought judgments upon him because he wouldn't repent. And that's how his heart was hardened. Uh, uh, and it goes on to sing in the song, Prove Me Wrong, Cade McCall uh, goes on to sing, and I'm a sad Esau, hated, crying against what's fated. In other words, I have no choice. Everything's predestined, predetermined. There's no choice in salvation. And the Calvinism teaches a uh, pure Calvinism, like Calvin, taught double predestination. You're either predestined before you existed uh, to go to heaven or go to hell and burn forever. You have no choice to ultimately come to God. You, it's impossible. Yet you're blamed heavily for all eternity because you wouldn't come to God, which you couldn't do because you've been robotically programmed to resist him. Uh, and they go on to write, Cast out my doubts. Please prove me wrong because these demons can be so headstrong. Make my walls fall. Please prove me wrong because this resentment's been building. Uh, burn them up with your fire so strong. If you can, before I bail, and it's a play on the word Baal, bail, the God bail, please prove me wrong. I fear maybe this is all just a game. Our friends and our families all play too. Harness the young and give some comfort to the old. 
Don't let the doubts prove uh, true. Draw me close, hold me near to you. Uh, and it goes on. It's sad because Webb himself wrote a similar song, Chad, and I'll just quote part of it. It's called Goodbye for Now. It's about saying goodbye to God because he's portrayed in Calvinism as evil, and that's the version of God that Webb brought, in, brought into. Uh, and he, he sings, or they sing, so either you aren't real or I'm just not chosen. Maybe I'll never know. Either way, my heart is broken as I say goodbye for now. And Chad, that is just fatalism, you know, theological fatalism that either I'm just not chosen and that's why I can't get right with you or you're not real. Those are both evil choices because many are called, few are chosen. Why? When you look at Jesus' parable there, Chad, when many are called, few are chosen, it says they were unwilling to come when he, they were invited. Go to, go to Matthew 22, 1 through 14. They're invited, but they refused to come and they were unwilling to come. And therefore, he says, many are called, few are chosen. Because Jesus speaks into the, this whole situation. And he says to the religious leaders who are rejecting him, he spoke his word. He said, I'm saying these things that you may be saved, but you are unwilling to come to me that you may have life. So he puts the onus on us and we are left without excuse. It's all on us if we reject the Lord. It's not because he faded us without a choice. Amen. And, you know, if you guys are, are listening to this and, and watching this, and hopefully you guys also get to hear some of what Derek Webb recently said, actually, regarding the fact that, you know what, he could just wake up at any moment. And, and Joe, one of the things that breaks my heart is, as we listen to this, as you said, imagine you don't have victory over sin, just like he obviously yeah. did not with all those years. And it's a heartbreaking thing when that's going on, Joe. And and as you said, watch your life, as we talk about all the time on the show, watch your life and your doctrine. And in doing so, you'll save yourself and those who hear you. Amen. And so many of these, Joe, are not watching their life or their doctrine. But the truth is, is that Jesus did die for them. Amen. Jesus did die for them. And if he still has breath in his lungs, it's not too late. Turn back to Christ now uh, before it is too late. Amen. And we just encourage you to know that Jesus does love you. Uh, Jesus himself said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the world. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he went on to say he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him may be saved. The question is, will you turn to him or not? It goes on to say, people love darkness more than light, Jesus said, and that's why they refuse to come to the light, right? So if you don't come to the light, it's not because God didn't want you to, it's because you didn't want to. The, the, the salvation is there. Jesus is walking the light. We have the light so you can become children of the light. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.